Hey girl, you're listening to the For The Girl podcast, the podcast designed for you. Join Mac and Ken's as they cover all the hard topics for real life girls trying to love Jesus. Get ready for encouragement, truth, and let's be real, a little bit of a hot mess. Is it just me or are Mac and Ken's your new best friends? Let's get into the episode. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of For The Girl. We are super glad you're here. Today, we are talking to the girl that has been struggling with her body image. And this conversation is so life-giving. We have a guest who has such a powerful story and just deep perspective on this subject. So we're pumped for you guys to hear from her. She's amazing. And truly, I feel like we're just deeply obsessed with her. She has no idea actually how obsessed we are with her. We just spent the last five minutes post-recording just talking about how much we love her. She's so cute. And speaking of Meg, do you have any, I feel like, what kind of like girl crushes do you have these days? You know, like. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I am the queen of the girl crush. Yeah, the girls that you're just like, she's so cool and encouraging or inspirational or just like she I just want to be her you know I I always have them be her (laughs) honestly yeah Ken's and I share we low-key have a lot of the same ones over the years which is funny Uh, we'll have to get into this maybe later um, (laughs) my current you don't know this one my current one is the most random and hilarious thing ever is this girl on TikTok her name's Haley Book Holt, Haley Book Holt, and this is so random, kids. You don't. This is coming out of left field. She's like a golf girl on Instagram. She's like a golfer girl influencer, and I don't play golf. I've grown up around golf my whole life because my brothers played golf. But she's all about trying to get girls to like play golf and love golf, and like she shows her little cute golf outfits and little golf jokes. And low key, she's like my favorite follow right now. What do you you like about her follow? I don't know. I like seeing her outfits. I like just seeing her life out there on the golf course. I'm just here for it. I just, (laughs) I think it's really fascinating. Is she a good golfer or is she like a poser? She just wears No, I I think she's actually good. Like I think she played golf in college. And I found out the other day that she, I think she lives in Charlotte, which is where I live. So I was like, Oh my goodness, maybe one day I should get into golf so I can see my golf girl out on the golf course. So Yeah, you should. If I turn into a golfer, you know it's because of Haley Bookholt, whoever she is. (laughs) That is really, really funny. I mean, you do love a cute little, oh, I guess I'm thinking of a tennis skirt, but. Yeah, yeah. So you're kind of into this fit. Well, and you know, I grew up around golf my whole life. So like, it's not that out of place for me. What? I just just called your husband Taylor. I meant Tyler. Taylor. (laughs) And Tyler Tyler loves golf. Tyler plays golf. We like, I go with him to the driving range a lot, but I don't ever play. But now I'm thinking maybe I should get into playing. Yeah, I'm going to send you I'll send you something of hers like on Instagram or something. Okay, please do. Please do. Okay, who's follow her? I mean, I don't follow her. I don't think she's for you. But, uh, you know, okay, I'm kind of in a dry season of like role models and like, you know, girl crushes. (laughs) (laughs) Is Haley Brooke Holt my role model right now? (laughs) I'm like in a dry season though. I don't know. I feel like typically 
I'd be really like loving The Bachelorette or something and be like obsessed with one of the girls on it. But I literally haven't watched that forever. And I don't know any new influencers. I'm totally out of loop. So I guess on another note, my current girl crush, just somebody who I look up to, this is so cheesy and kind of cringing me out. But shout out to my mother-in-law, honestly. My uh, mother-in-law. Who, if you listen to the podcast, you know her mother-in-law. <laughs> if you yeah. listen to the End My Feels series. Donna Durham. I mean, <laughs> truly though, she, well, I've always looked up to Donna. I hope she listens to this. I'm going to tell her that I shouted her out so she is going to listen. Yeah. So as I'm speaking, I'm thinking of that. But Donna is <laughs> a girl boss. She really is. Like, she works hard which I admire she works hard for her family and she always had but then she is able to keep up with everything else like she truly texts me like every single day and asks how I'm feeling what I'm up to but I also know she has so much going on and so many friends so I don't know I just admire her her hustle and her compassion and empathy and she always like she just teaches me so much she's a therapist and so I'm not always emotionally attuned to myself or, you know, empathy and compassion isn't, doesn't come by nature, but for her, it does. And I look up to it. So yeah. Shout out Donna Durham. We love Donna. She's like so open-minded too, to like all things. I feel like Donna is like famous around Nashville because she's helped so many people out. (laughs) She's just so awesome. Like she's like life-changing for so many people. (laughs) She's amazing. She's like a celeb. She's a celeb yeah. for sure. Yeah, basically she is. That's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking I have another one of a girl who's in my community group right now, and she is the purest, sweetest, kindest soul out there. Literally last night we got home from group and I told Tyler, I was like, I don't even deserve her as a friend. She's just so kind you know those people who are just genuinely to their core kind and sweet kind of like taylor who you guys are about to hear from in a little bit she's like the taylor of charlotte and she is just so sweet so kind so pure and she always like voice memos me the nicest sweetest things or texts me and last night i was texting her and was just like you are literally the sweetest most intentional whatever blah blah and she texted me back this morning and apparently it autocorrected to, you are the most international person I know. <laughs> and I was literally so confused because she responded like, oh yeah, feeling international and spicy or something like that. And I was like, what? And then I scrolled up to my text and realized oh, I texted her, you are the most international person I know. You so. were trying to be kind like her. Yeah, I was trying to be like her and then I just failed. When I meet kind people like that and like Taylor, who you're about to talk to, I try for like two days to be like them. And then I'm like, oh, this is not easy. I don't know. It's a gifting. It's a spiritual gifting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel yeah. that. I Stay feel that. Stay true to yourself. Stay true to yourself, Mac. I mean, we already know Mac's I, on the Enneagram. I always send, I'm a good, I'm a good follow-up texter. I'll send a nice text. You're a good texter. <laughs> I am. That's like maybe oh, yeah, where you got that down. Yeah, you got the out texting of, down. Out of the two of us, I feel like I'm a Maybe a little bit sweeter. Sweeter? 
Like oh, you? That's up for that's up for who? No, I know it's up for debate. I know it's up for debate. Anytime I try to say anything sweet to you, you're like, "Ew! Why would you say that?" Okay, but wait a second. I feel like I say more sweet things to you sometimes. I like, I like, kind of embr- like, even though I'm awkward about it, I still like. And kind of cute to you. Admit it. <laughs> yeah. Admit it. Okay. Sometimes. Yeah, sure, sure. Sometimes. Like, I don't get Sometimes. very cute moments from you. Yeah. Well, yeah. maybe because when I when you're cute to me, I accept it and receive it. And when I'm trying to be nice to you, you go, ew, <laughs> don't say that. <laughs> so it's I like. that I might be a weird. I can't. Accept it. Yeah. You're I mean, not. I mean, you're, you're just not best at receiving sweetness. I think that's what it is. Is like you're kind of always like, <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> no, but I'll remember it if you tell me it. I mean, like the other day, you told me my writing was good, and I like, held on to that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did think that was funny. Even Josh said, "I heard kids wrote the best things she's ever written." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh yeah, she- I gotta, I gotta hold on to my my compliments. Okay, so the uh, debate of who's sweeter of the two of us is absolutely up for debate, and I think yeah. I would win. I think I would win. We need an election. I don't know how that's going to happen, but an election. All that to say, <laughs> Taylor is yeah a poll. She's all she's say, the true sweet sweetest she, person she alive. All the twos on the enneagram. I have some two friends on the enneagram, and I'm just like, wow, your motherly nature outshines every part of me so shout out to to, shout out to all the girls that are really kind and empathetic and compassionate okay we really need to get into today's episode ah we tried not to get like our tone too far crazy for um such a deep episode but we already went there and i'm very excited though it's gonna be such a good conversation you guys as you know we're talking to the girl who struggled with foggy image and Taylor is bringing us some truth. So let's just get straight into the episode. Okay, for the girl fam, I'm so excited to tell you about my latest obsession, and that is Garnu. And Garnu is an amazing, and amazing company. It's actually female-owned, and what I love about it is that it helps me with my least favorite time of the month. And that is when it is my time of the month. And if you're anything like me, then you always forget to buy tampons when you go to the store. And then the time of the month comes around and you have nothing on hand. So you're scrounging through your old purses, looking in all the nooks and crannies of your cabinets, and you cannot find a tampon anywhere. Well, Garnu solves that problem. They have a subscription-based service where you can order your tampons and they will show up to your doorstep right before your time of the month each month. And I love that so much. It has been such a lifesaver and wow, has caused me so much less anxiety when it's the first day of my period. And I actually have tampons on hand for like one of the first times in my life. But that is not all that I love about Garnu. I also love that these tampons are 100% organic 
And also, they help your period to have a purpose because all of your purchases from Garnu actually goes to help fight against human trafficking, something that you're already having to buy, using that money and actually going towards an incredible cause that is helping to bring women out of trafficking. And I love Garnu for that. They also have period cups, tampons, like I said, so you have to check out their website. And we have a little code for you guys. If you go to garnu.com slash for the girl and use the code for the girl 15, all caps for the girl 15, then you can get 15% off the entire store and 15% off your first payment of subscription. So go to the link in our show notes, check out Garnu, all that they offer and their amazing mission. And trust me when I say it'll make your next period way more fun and also help your period to have way more of a purpose. So check out Garnu in the show notes and let's get back into the episode. All right, For The Girl fam, we're super pumped to get into this conversation with Taylor. If you do not know her, I am so excited that we get to be the ones to introduce you to her because she is just an amazing human being all around. An amazing, amazing person to keep up with and to follow along with. Just all the things she's doing, all the things that God has just put on her heart and put into her life. Like she's the girl. If you're needing, you know, some inspiration to get out of bed in the morning, some healthy recipes, some workout tips, basically a virtual BFF, then you have to give her a follow. But Taylor is a personal trainer and a wellness coach, and we're excited for her to be here with us today just to for her to share her story, for her to share just her journey with just body image and struggling through insecurities with the way that she looked and just what God spoke to her and what God is continuing to do and to teach her. And we're really, really excited. So Taylor, thank you so much for being with us and for jumping on to the For The Girl podcast. Thank you guys so much for having me. I am delighted. (laughs) <laughs> oh, we're so awesome. We're so excited. So we just love for you to to start off by just kind of giving everybody a little bit of a look into your to your background, into your story, and to share kind of what were the maybe the early beginnings of your own personal journey with body image and insecurities and things like that. You know, I was spending time in prayer preparing for this conversation. It's insane to think back. I remember the very first time having this like, oh my gosh, freak out about a size that I was wearing was first grade. Mm -hmm. And I remember being the same size for all my childhood until we went shopping first grade and I had to get a size bigger. So I like went to my typical size and my mom was like, you know, it's time to get a a bigger size. And it's so wild to even think back to first grade Tay. And dude, it's so normal to have, I was growing like it was it was normal to be going mm. up in size that I remember having a major meltdown, didn't even want to go to my first day of school. Like my mom walked me to class crying. Like it was such a, a big deal. And then another big memory that I was thinking back upon was in fifth grade. I remember my mom loved those Adkins diet drinks. I don't know what, how old you guys are, but I'm almost 30. So <laughs> yeah. talking, that generation knows those, that Adkins phase. But I remember one of my friends and I taking my mom's Adkins diet drinks and we would like 
and we were making tuna fish. Like we were doing this, the craziest things. And so I remember from a young age, and to be completely honest, even in kindergarten, I asked my mom for a, a Barbie workout DVD. Like it's almost as though, you know, quote unquote, because I know the Lord has a hand in every single step of our journey, but it's almost though he was walking me through all of these experiences and even knit me together with a passion for fitness from such a young age. And even as you guys know, praying over this conversation before we even started recording, I have mm -hmm. such a heart for the girl who struggles in this way. And it still makes me cry even now. And I'm so grateful for my journey, although it hasn't been an easy one so grateful because I feel what it feels like to look in the mirror and be unhappy with what you see. Mm -hmm. So that's just a, a little bit of context from very first memories. But if we were to fast forward a more adult version of Tay, I actually was a professional bikini bodybuilder, which at for a while, I wasn't too excited to tell people once I first stepped out of the industry, <laughs> but now it's like such a part of my story. Um, yeah. So I started teaching group fitness and personal training in college. So was very active through high school, was the girl who brought her healthy lunch to school. Then in college, started personal training and I loved pageants. So I was a pageant girl and bodybuilding was sort of like the two got to have a baby. It's like, oh, she mm -hmm. loves pageant and she loves muscle. So let's do a muscle pageant. And so I started bodybuilding and turned pro very quickly. My bodybuilding career wasn't very long. And so yeah, it wasn't until I stepped away from bodybuilding that I've really come to understand who I am in Jesus and the way that God sees me, which is a whole other thing. But I'm going to pause and let you guys ask questions or go from there as I can <laughs> talk about this all day. <laughs> oh my gosh, I love it. And I did not know that was a part of the bodybuilding part was a part of your story. That is quite impressive, actually. And I'm sure came along, though, with lots of pressure and comparison and yeah I think as we just grow into ourselves I, mean, I remember that for myself moving from high school where mm -hmm. at least for me I didn't like I don't know I wasn't like super second guessing maybe my size until I got to college and was like oh no I need to be smaller look different or I need to stay fit or all the things I guess when did this become an unhealthy thing for you and how did you start to notice that for yourself yeah it especially became I will say probably my freshman year of college is when you know like I was a girl in high school that would wake up before school to work out and make a healthy breakfast and take my lunch to school but when I got to college you sort of lose context for regimen and I'm such a regiment like creature of habit through and through a lover routine and so when I got to college I, I kind of lost my footing if you will as far as like having a rhythm I was staying up late living my best life don't get me wrong I was at making the best memories but when it came to the structure that I was used to with working out and eating healthy I sort of lost my footing in that way and overcompensated in a way of like, oh my God, I need to correct this and actually developed an eating disorder my freshman year of college. And then bodybuilding was more so the way that I was able to control it quote, mm -hmm. again, quote unquote. It, and that's when it really started to consume 
my life to a very unhealthy extreme. Bodybuilding in a way was like a socially acceptable eating disorder, if you will. It was something that I could openly be like, oh, I'm prepping for this show. So I am bringing my chicken in a baggie to the restaurant. I could tell you so many stories about my parents, especially my dad being so upset that I would pack like my baggie of food in my purse and not order at the restaurant and they would all order and I would just bring it out of my baggie and put it on the plane (laughs) and so that and that goes to show you right there what a stronghold it had on my life of just Mm. weighing and measuring everything that I ate my whole world revolved around what time I was working out and I was studying exercise science in college minoring in nutrition so My lifestyle was able to be adjusted around this way of living. It became a point where I started choosing that structure over good friendships. And so my friends that I had established such deep connection with the first couple of years of college totally took a back burner because now my whole life was consumed by what I looked like and what I was eating and when I was working out. And so definitely, and I say my bodybuilding career wasn't very long, but that stint of not eating at a restaurant, like living in this stronghold, if you will, was probably four or five years of my early 20s. Yeah. Yeah. You're kind of like having this pattern where you're just kind of like obsessing over your habits and the things that you can control. And it's a lot of this external things of external decisions you're making and stuff. But I know that that begins to take a toll mentally and spiritually. And so behind closed doors, what was going on in your heart? What was going on in your spirit? How were those like external choices having an impact on you inside? It's so interesting that you asked that because I have followed the Lord from a very young age. And even Mm -hmm. growing up, I had my daily affirmations that were scripture based and the fruit of the spirit listed on my chalkboard in my room. And I, part of my morning routine in high school was watching Joyce Meyer every morning after I worked out while I ate my oatmeal and fruit. And that trickled into college. Even through this time, I still felt as though I was walking so closely with the Lord. So mm-hmm. watching Joyce Meyer every morning during my morning cardio sessions, I was still diligently going to church and reading my Bible. And it honestly, especially even during bodybuilding, I truly felt like the Lord had equipped me to be a light in the industry. And mm-hmm. I don't know how much anyone listening knows about bodybuilding, but it's very me, me, me industry. And I was seeing so many beautiful women who were like beautiful on the outside, but just really tough to get to know, just not friendly. And I started praying about this. Like, God, I know that you've called me to be a light in the darkness and I get to be light to these women and help them understand that they're beautiful on the inside. And that's what matters most. And it's so interesting That was my perspective, to be completely honest with you, but not being able to, for myself, zoom out and see Mm. even how my habits were reflecting so many of theirs. It's kind of like, you really, 
and this is such a sad note, but the importance of community and your environment, like you become who you surround yourself with, whether you like it or not, it's just how it goes. Mm -hmm. And I'm so grateful for my community now for that accountability and to know like they have permission to say, Hey, I noticed that you're becoming a little consumed by this and having those people in my life now and versus in college, I did have these friends who were saying, like, we noticed this, we noticed these tendencies, but I wasn't in a place to receive it. My heart was hardened toward being receptive of mm. being called higher. And so I did have those friends in college, but as I continued down my road of bodybuilding, it definitely just became more isolating. And it felt like, oh, just me and Jesus, no one else understands this. And so I don't ever feel like I walked away from the Lord. I felt like it was something that he had equipped me to do, but it's been so sweet and which I'm so grateful for how compassionate he is. And that brings me to tears too, because he never let me go, you know, and he continued to hold my hand through that. And the more that I've gotten to know him, like now that I'm, I, I feel like I know him so much better. I can't even imagine walking on stage half naked in a bikini. Like, you know, it's just like, the more that you know his love for you and the more that I've learned his mm-hmm. love for me, I'm like, God, I am so grateful that you love me so much. And in fact, you love me so much that I have no place in walking on stage in a bikini. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that's so real. So when did things start to like turn around for you? Or when did you start to be like, okay, wait, whoa, this is maybe all consuming or unhealthy? Yeah. Was there a rock bottom moment? Or was it just like a wake up moment? What did the healing begin to look like for you? So I went to college at Southern Miss, and then I would fall asleep reading my textbook. It was about exercise science, exercise physiology, and I ended up emailing that the author of that textbook and asked if I could come intern under him, and he was in Tampa. So I ended up in Tampa, was pursuing my professional bodybuilding career there, started my personal training business there, and... I got to a point where I hadn't eaten a rest at a restaurant in Tampa yet. I was st- very much so waking up, going to work, training myself, meal prepping, going to bed. And after years of that, I had a moment and I was in my apartment and I was like, God, there has to be more to life than this. Like yeah. there, there has to be more to life than this. And I really started getting curious and and praying for the Lord to help me to see myself as he sees me. And I started reading my Bible specifically to understand what God says about me. I was literally living my life to win a show based on what these judges said about me and what they thought that I looked like. And I remember I was working with my life coach at the time. His name's Rob. He's incredible. And he, um, he encouraged me to, he was like, yeah, dive in. And so it was a new year's resolution of mine to start reading the Bible more specifically based upon like, God, what do you say about me? Who am I in your eyes? And during that time, my body really started rejecting anything that I tried to do as far as like, Mm -hmm. if you understand anything about the bodybuilding world, it's kind of like a science project with your own bodies. And it's like, Oh, if I decrease this or increase this, it was just so fascinating to me. And it didn't matter what I tried. My body was not responding. There was no way that I was going to be able to compete. And I was like, okay, I need to take a step back. And so really 
I would love to be able to tell you that I was like, God said, step away. And I stepped away, but I'm a little bit more hardheaded than I'd like to admit. <laughs> and so it took him hands a little bit. And um, so, yeah, I just, during that time, as I started reading the Bible, it was so beautiful the way that his word comes alive and truly transforms you from the inside out. I had started reading it and fell so in love with the word, like, couldn't wait. And I still to this day, I'm that way. I can't wait to wake up in the mornings to read my Bible. I, I love the word of God. And I started becoming so in love with it that I would wake up every day. I'm like, I just have to share this with someone. Every woman in the world needs to understand this. And I ended up founding a ministry that integrated faith and fitness. And I, I started seeing this so much with my clients as well. It wasn't even in my per just in my personal life, but clients would come to me and desire this physical transformation. And we would like, that was my job title was physique transformation coach. And so they would get these external transformations look incredible, but then at the end of the day, still be so unhappy and unfulfilled. And that was mm -hmm. another one of these moments. I was like, God, there has to be more to this. And so I ended up starting this ministry be out of that overflow of like, oh my gosh, this is it. Every woman in the world needs to understand what the word says. I, I can't help but want to share this. And so that integrating faith and fitness, then my career shifted into this ministry. So personal training alongside that. But ever since then, it just no longer aligned with who I understood myself to be anymore. I wasn't tailored the professional bikini competitor. I was tailored the daughter of the Most High King, whom mm -hmm. is his masterpiece and whom he delights in. And it then became my passion and my heart to, to educate and encourage and equip other women to understand the same. Yeah, it's so good. And I think that is so cool how God redeemed. And it wasn't like he was like, oh, I'm going to remove this passion from you. He was like, no, I'm going to redeem this passion and use it for my glory and my good and to win more of my daughters into my kingdom and to help them to see themselves the way that I see them through your story. And I think it's so powerful and so cool and just really beautiful. And so for you, like, I just, I think it's just such a beautiful journey. What was like, I don't know what, how did things change for you? Just like mentally, spiritually, physically, all the things of like, you go from, you know, your body is being put on display 24 seven to you're in your room. God's speaking to you through his word. He's telling you how loved you are, how seen you are, how chosen you are in him. And then you're still a girl who has to look in the mirror every day and still has to deal with some of these worldly expectations and knowing this truth, but then believing it in your heart and letting that be the thing that carries you every day. Like what did that journey kind of look like for you or how has that like daily discipline of learning to love the body that God has put you in? What has that looked like for you? Right. Such a great question. I'd like even if someone can't relate to this on the scale of what you look like, it this can it, this across the board, right? Yeah. It, whether it's your career being an identity that you've picked up, or being a mom, or being a student, being a straight A student, being an athlete, like this can this over time for for anyone, we tend to pick up these identities that 
cover our true authentic self. My mm. counselor, she explains this with a tennis ball and she has, you know, when you put a bunch of rubber bands around it and she explains this, we, we pick up these parts over time and we have to constantly have these checks and balances and this awareness of like, am I living from my true authentic identity? Am I truly living from the, from who I am as a daughter of the most high king? Is this my authentic Okay. And that is something, it's a daily surrender, right? I wish it was something that was like, oh, we passed that test, we're moving on, all good. But I do feel like over the course of our lives, different chapters, different seasons, it it looks different for everyone. And and it'll look different for me, hopefully as a mom. And I'll have to lay that down constantly. Like, no, I'm still a daughter of the most high king or whatever that may look like. And so the, I love that you use the word discipline because it is a daily surrender. It's a daily renewing of my mind. I, you know, it's one of my favorite things about waking up and like the word being on my bedside table. And I can't not even wrap my mind around how I would make it through the day without renewing my mind in the word of God. There is so much coming at us, whether it's social media or mannequins, even if we just go to the mall without even having social media, there's constantly these like, you need to be this or do this. And God says, Hey, I love you just the way that you are. You are, you are my masterpiece. I created you to do great things with me. Like, come, like, let's dance. Just lock eyes with me and let me lead you. Let me take you by the hand and show you the life that I've created you to live. And so it is a daily renewing of my mind of like, gosh, please don't help me. Don't let me forget who I am in you. Like, make me more aware of your presence throughout the day. And even though I start my day like that and so diligently pray in those still moments of the day, God, make me aware of your presence. I still have to recenter time and time again. And so it's a constant discipline, not even just in the mornings, but yeah. this awareness of making space for him to recenter, not just in the morning, but time and time again throughout the day, every day. And, but that's the beautiful thing about being in communion with God. We were created to commune with him. That's what we were designed to do. And it's difficult to unlearn habits that we've picked up in the world and learn that he has created us so beautifully just to dwell with him and be aware of his presence. And, and I don't even like using the word waste time with him, but truly just to waste time with God. And yeah, so hopefully that answers your question. But it's this: the more that we spend time with him, it, it all comes back to, again, your environment, right? It's like whoever you spend time with is who you're going to most likely reflect. And that is proven in so many areas of life. And so I'm like, Jesus, please be the person that I spend the most time with. Make me so aware of where you are at all times because I want to reflect your goodness in all that I am. Mm. Yeah, that's so powerful. That's so powerful. I'm curious that, well, one thing I love about just like hearing your story and watching your story too, is you still, you're still so much in health, fitness, food, working out is still so much a part of your everyday life. Is there times that you like still struggle or how do you balance the two and do the two in a healthy way? I guess I admire it because I think there's something beautiful about still taking care of your body and being healthy, but doing it in a way that like honors the Lord. 
Right. I love that question. Thank you for asking that. I do, you know, with my whole heart, I believe we are here on earth to make heaven more crowded. We are here to see God's kingdom come and his will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And with that, though, I very much so with my whole heart believe that he's asked us to steward what we have well. And we are temples. He dwells within us. And the coolest thing is learning, like, I want to steward my body well because the Most High King dwells within me and the Holy Spirit resides within me and I get to be commissioned with Him. And so although, yes, we're here to make heaven more crowded, He's asked us to steward what we have well. And what I've really learned to understand is that you can't steward what you don't understand. And so many women don't really understand how to steward their bodies well. So I really a lot lately have been thinking about high school version of Tay. And this may evolve in 10 years from now. Like hopefully I have little ones that I'm thinking about how I'm modeling, how I'm stewarding my body for my kids. But I've been thinking a lot about high school Tay and especially with my clients now, even with adult women, um, I'm teaching them tools that I wish high school Tay would have known to Mm -hmm. equip and encourage them to steward their bodies well because we are loved, not because we're trying to prove anything, but because we are have we are royalty. So we when we understand who we are, it all comes down to the to our identifying, having that true understanding of your identity as a daughter. And so, yeah, I'm still very much so passionate about, like, I, I know it's not for nothing that I asked for a Barbie VHS workout video when I was in kindergarten. And my heart is to equip and encourage women to steward their bodies well because it is so important, even though mm-hmm. it's a temporary world and these are temporary bodies. The God does ask us to steward what we have well. And I, I want to steward my gifts well. I want to steward my, the clients that I have well, like my experiences and what I've learned. I certainly don't want those to go to waste. And so, yeah, yeah it's a, a little bit different, a lot bit different of a motive now, but still the same heart to equip and encourage women to take care of ourselves, not necessarily to change the way you look, but because you get to. Yeah, 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 such a good perspective. And I think that's so beautiful and so true about identity of, you know, that God always had this in mind for you, like <laughs> that he, and there was pieces where maybe like you had to learn the hard way that like you couldn't make your identity this thing, but God used this like innate thing in you, this innate passion, desire in you to almost give you even more purpose and mission in being his daughter of like, like, hey, here's a here's a vessel that I'm going to give you. I've always heard it said, like, being informs doing. So, like, when you know who you are and you're confident in who God's made you to be, you know what to do. Like, you know what to do. You know how to live that out. And I see that so clearly in you of, like, you have such confidence in who you are, the gifts that God's placed in you, the passions God's placed in you that... Of course, you walking alongside women and coaching them through how to love their bodies and how to treat their bodies in a way that's loving is really beautiful and really cool and just so redemptive and like such a beautiful story of our God's heart for us. And I love seeing it play out like that in you. It's really cool to watch and to see someone like right in the middle of who they're supposed to be. And I guess I just want to know from you, kind of just to wrap this up, for that girl who is like, 
maybe, you know, the you of high school or the you of college who was just deep in the midst of it, of just doing everything she can to like become or to look a certain way. What would you say to her? What would be like your your like little biggest takeaway for her of just, hey, if I could give you one piece of advice, one step in a direction that I think could provide healing or health again, what would that be for her? Yeah. First of all, for the girl who is that girl and is listening to this, whenever it may be, I just want you to know I see you and so does Jesus and you're going to be okay. I want you to know that you are so much more than your physical body. (laughs) And truly, at the end of the day, no one is going to look back and remember you for what you look like. It's going to be so much more about how you radiate from the inside out. And my prayer for you is that, and what I would encourage you to pray, is that you would allow God to, to give you a new lens to see yourself the way that he sees you, to to pray boldly for a, a divine encounter, for, for a new set of eyes, that he'll open the eyes of your heart. And I believe in my whole heart that he, the power of God, he is mighty. Like the same God who created the mountains and the ocean, he created you too. And in fact, he knows how many hairs you have on your head, no matter how much you shed. And that same God dwells within you. And my prayer for you is that you'll really start to believe that and that you'll really lean in, that you'll lock eyes with him and that you'll enjoy each day knowing that your purpose is so much greater than what you look like on the outside. And the enemy would love nothing more than for you to stay staring in that mirror, obsessed with what you look like, what you are, what you are not. He would love nothing more for you to stay home than to enjoy your friends or to not go out to eat because you want to stay home and be able to measure your broccoli. He would want nothing more than that. And so my prayer for you is that he'll say not today, Satan, and that you'll say that day after day after day, and that you'll choose as scary as it is to take the hand of Jesus and let him show you the life that he created you to live. So good. So powerful. So good. And maybe speaking to, I know there's so many friends out there too, that sometimes are like, how do I lead my friend through this? Or mm-hmm. how could I direct her through this? Could you also just speak to the friend yeah. of questions to ask? Yeah, I love that. I think about what I needed then, but then also be, being a good friend is a constant practice, even as an adult. And something that I've learned so clearly recently is that I don't need anyone to try to fix me and nor do my friends want anyone to fix them, but it's having a, being compassionate, like being a compassionate friend. That's when you Mm. choose to just sit with them in the midst of it. You don't have to have anything to say. I think about Job and his friends, like they thought they were doing good by saying you should do this or you should do that. And really as a good friend, showing up with compassion and just saying, I can't imagine how that feels. And it's okay. And not casting judgment, not trying to persuade them that your way is better. 
but making sure that they know that you see them, that you hear them, that it's okay, pray with them. There is nothing more powerful than not just telling your friend that you're praying for them, but pray with them and actually mm. join hands. So I would say compassion and prayer, those are the two most powerful things you can do to show up as a good friend for if you know someone going through struggles with body image. So good. So helpful. Oh my goodness. You shared so many things. Your story is so powerful. And I want girls to be able to keep up with you too, Taylor. So where do we find you on socials? They might be like, okay, who the heck is this girl? What's happening? Yeah, my username <laughs> as of right now. And this is the first time I'm sharing this because I am believing with my whole heart it's not going to be this for long. But right now it's Taylor Jordan Fit, T-A-Y-L-E-R Jordan Fit. And that has been my Instagram handle for 10 years now, but I'm in the process of getting it changed. So if you can't find me on that one, it's hopefully because Instagram has changed it to just Tay Jordan. So at Tay Jordan. So for now, it's Taylor Jordan Fit. Eventually, if you're listening to this, maybe even a week from now. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So believing. And then tell us a little bit more about like what you do, the things that you actually offer, your coaching and things for anybody who might be excited about potentially working with you. Yeah, thank you for asking. I do personal training and wellness coaching both in person here in Nashville and online. And yeah, I am constantly trying to learn more about how I can serve more people with make most of my time with being able to take more clients. So working on a couple of different projects too, so that I can duplicate myself in a way and so there's some exciting things down the pipeline so if you are interested in coaching or learning more about wellness coaching or personal training stay tuned because there are some options coming that's awesome that's awesome well thank you so much taylor you have such a beautiful heart and it's just really such an honor that you would come and share your story with us and just like your heart for so many of the women listening like it's just we were praying before this episode like Taylor was just like in tears thinking about you guys who are listening and how God has just placed such a burden on your heart for these women who are feeling this. And so if you clicked on this episode, like you have such a friend in Taylor and such a champion and a cheerleader. And I'm just really grateful, really grateful that you would come and share your story with us. And I know it encouraged so many women, encouraged me. I know it encouraged Ken's. And so we're really thankful and grateful that you would be with us. Thank you so much. So good. All right, for the girl fam. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks for tuning back in every week. And we will be back next week with another episode. We love you guys. Mm